Welcome everyone. We have another very special podcast today. Something that I love. One of the joys of my life is soccer or football, if you will. But first, I just want to say thank you to Club GG, who is a sponsor of the podcast, where you can create clubs for free, play with your friends, and win hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes. With that being said, I want to welcome Andrew Henderson, five-time world champion freestyler, the best in the world. That that's the the deal that I have been told, and I've seen your stuff, and I don't doubt it. So, Andrew, thank you for being on, man. Pleasure to have you. No, thank you, man. Thank you. Nice I, introduction as well. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to say, I like this is again my love in life is soccer uh, in America. We'll just call it that, since you know I know I know you're in UK, so of course football. But you know what? You played rugby as well. It, it, were you actually originally a rugby player or or playing soccer? What, what was your kind of growing up? How did that work? Yeah, so I started off, I mean, I played a lot of football. Football was like my first love. And then I kind of went into rugby. Where I grew up in the southwest of England, um, it was more like a rugby-based uh, area. You got a lot of players that play for like England national team, like uh, grew up there and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's more rugby folks, but I, I love football. And then I kind of just went into rugby. I uh, played for about 10, 10 years, something like that. Um, so yeah, then transitioning to freestyle after a serious uh, injury that I had playing rugby. So during my recovery, learning the the freestyle tricks, and then uh, yeah, go back into the football, but more on the the skill side of uh, doing freestyle football. And and I gotta ask you, so the injury because rugby, I you know, it's such a I, I'm not as familiar with the game, but it's 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 more violent. It's sort of closer to American football. How did I don't feel like that's a natural transition to go from rugby to like a top skiller, you know, to 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 do soccer tricks. How how did that work? I mean, were you just always kind of did you like it before, or what made you dive into that? Yeah, I, I think I'm like the only person that's ever gone from rugby into freestyle football, especially to the to the level of freestyle that I got to. But um, yeah, I think it's just I don't know. I've, I've when I was growing up, I just tried every different sport and. Um, Rugby was one that I loved a lot, but the thing with freestyle that I liked is the individual aspect of it. I've always been more of an individual sportsman. Even when I played football and when I played rugby, I was very individual with it. And um, with football, I never passed the ball when I played. I used to just dribble through everyone and score goals. And, you know, like everyone on the team kind of hated me, but at the same time, they they loved me because I'd win the games for them. But they never got the ball. And with freestyle... I don't have to pass the ball. So I guess it, it kind of was meant to be really when I started that. And um, actually when I started freestyle, I wasn't, I wasn't that good at all. Like it took me ages to learn the basic tricks, like around the world. It's kind of like the most sort of fundamental trick in freestyle, the most popular trick. It took me way longer than most of my friends, but I stuck with it. And then um, once I started learning the basics, then I just progressed at a rapid rate and uh, went on from there. And your injury was 2008, and then by 19, you had won your first world championship. So what age was that when you were in rugby? Is that, is that, when, when did you get the injury? At what age? Yeah, so I was 16 when I broke my leg. Um, broke my leg in five places, got a metal plate and nine screws in there. Mm. And then um, by the time I was 17, uh, I became a UK, UK champion in freestyle by the end of that year. So about a year and a half later. Yeah, so when I was 17, won the UK Nationals, and then by the time I was 19, um, won the Worlds for the first time. Yeah. 
So, so, so how long did it take to recover from that injury or could you act, were you starting to watch videos, learn about it? Or did you have a plan? When did you decide that's what you wanted to do? And it sounds like it would be some decent recovery time, right? You, or could you practice some things while you were still sort of injured? Yeah. So I got told that, uh, initially when I broke it, they were like, there's a good chance you won't ever be able to walk again. And, um, because they had to do so many different operations on it. It was a really complex, uh, break. And they're like, well, you know, you probably be able to walk in, but there's a chance you won't. But even if you do, you're definitely not going to be able to play sport again. And um, if you do, it won't be any contact sports. And I was like, that was just the worst feeling ever because that's all I cared about was playing sport. So as a 16-year-old kid that wanted to be a professional athlete, um, to be told never going to play sport again was just like heartbreaking um but during my recovery seeing freestyle football skills learning the basics uh even when my leg was in its cast i was trying to balance the ball in my head and uh stuff like that so i i could focus on something uh even when i was recovering and i think that helped me develop a passion for it, it like no pun intended but it helped me get back on my feet essentially and um gave me some motivation when i started walking again started juggling the ball started balancing my foot doing the basics and then it just went from there and um just kept training kept trying to learn new skills and one thing that i think really helped me progress rapidly was just being so grateful and appreciative that i can just like even kick the ball again let alone like learn skills so i was like okay i've got to, just got to get better no excuses every day hard yeah. work appreciate every day so yeah it was quite a big one and, and you, you referenced, there was a guy, Mr. Wu, legend of freestyle from South Korea. Was this one of the original guys that you saw that you, that motivated you or thought you maybe you could take this career path? hundred percent. Yeah. Mr. Wu is a legend of freestyle. He must be like sort of late fifties, early 60. He's approaching 60. I would say, I wouldn't say he's quite uh, yet 60 years old, but an absolute legend of the, the game. And, uh, and, um, you know, he, he was before social media and that sort of thing. You know, there are clips of him online that you guys can find, but um, he was doing the original Nike ads. He was working with all the players, like, you know, 20-plus years ago, 30 years ago. And, um, you know, he was, he was a world champion as well about 20 years ago, I think. So, yeah, he definitely paved the way for the sport. And for me, watching him, seeing him uh, doing crazy skills that I thought were fake, first time i saw them right yeah it just blew my mind that someone could have that much control with the football i found that more impressive than anything i'd seen with the football even on the pitch like during games people scoring crazy goals i thought how can this guy keep the ball off the ground for 20 minutes doing crazy skills that i've never seen anyone else be able to do in front of thousands of people and it, it looks easy to him he's smiling waving at them whilst doing the hardest tricks like i want to i want to be able to do that one day and um I think that was really inspiring, Mr. Wu. Uh, and then I've met him a few times now, and uh, he sings as well. He's a he's a he's a mad man. He's a crazy guy, but he's a he's a funny guy. And uh, yeah, he, he sings a lot, and, and he's cool. So yeah, it's cool to be able to meet him and hang out with him as well. Uh, th this one right here. This is when I was growing up. I, I'm sure you're obviously familiar with him, Sufiani Tuzani. This to me, like this this music, like you know, like the this whole thing. I watched this video probably like, I don't even know. I have no idea, but this was like kind of early YouTube days too, right? And it was when I was playing. And this guy, this video right here, I think is like the most iconic 
video of, of freestyling. Where, where does he rank for you? And, and how do you have a relationship or know him personally? Hundred percent. Yeah, I know Sofia and Tuzani personally. We, we we're good friends, and um, that was the first video of freestyle that I saw as well. That was the one that uh, I think that was probably the most motivating freestyle video that I'd ever seen. Um, I actually downloaded it off, uh, I think it was like LimeWire or, or something like that, and uh, typed in football or something like that, and, and that video came up. And so many freestylers started from seeing this guy and this yeah. video in particular. And, um, yeah, I used to watch it and try and find the strings attached to the ball. Uh, so I thought it was fake, and, uh, and, and, it, and it isn't. And, uh, you know, now I watch the video, I'm like, it seems like it, it's in slow motion to me because the tricks are so basic in comparison to what today's level is. Yeah. And that shows how fast uh, the sport's evolving and how far it's come. But, yeah, Tuzani's a legend. I, I filmed with him. We've done performances together. We've done um, shoots together um he's judged me in some competitions um yeah it's just a pleasure to to know that guy and it kind of brings everything full circle because when i was a kid he was definitely one of my idols in the sport and uh yeah man it's, he like he, he filmed when we filmed in london he was doing a, to, a tour with a company called trust and driving a bugatti around london so we we drove around in a bugatti together and um did did some freestyle in like some parking lot around knightsbridge and he was talking about me like like I was the guy that he watches. Right. That's that, that, that like freaked me out for weeks afterwards. I was like, man, what are you talking about? Like I'm the guy I've watched you like for weeks. I've watched that video, like like you said yourself, Jeff. Like watch how you don't know how many times you watched that video. I don't know how many times I've watched that video. I still watch it sometimes. And if I ever hear that song, like Yeah, I'm that's like, the same thing, man. That song, it's iconic. It really is like it makes you gives that goosebumps. It makes you just want to get out and play. But yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. And, you know, your accolades here looking, I didn't, I didn't even see this before about the two time Guinness world record you've won. I want to ask you about the five time world champion and, and what that all entails and where that takes place. But first the, the Guinness world records, what is, what, what are those two that you hold? Yeah. So I actually broke, I've broke about five or six Guinness world records officially, but um, unofficially I, I hold about, yeah, maybe like I, well, I've broken maybe like 20 different ones, but sometimes uh, the way things go, you need to keep that consistent practice with the moves to maintain that level. And then the time it takes to go and do the records and things like that is hard to fit in. But the, the two that I had there, I need to update that side a little bit, but the, the two that I had there, I think one was um, Maradona sevens, most Maradona sevens in, in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um I think, yeah, I, I've actually got them up here. I, I don't know if I can flip it, but um, I've got those those Guinness World Records up here. I, maybe I can sh I can show you. I, I just bring it. Yeah, I might just turn this. Give us some flair. Let's see what's going on. Let's see the yeah, trophy. All right. See those ones yeah. up there? Okay. That's official. That looks, that's legit. You got nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Very nice. Very so, nice. Um, yeah, I got those two ones up there. That's actually – One's for rugby freestyle up there, which would be crazy. That That's another thing I just pursued as a passion project, really. I kind of made it up, I think. Like, no one was really doing rugby freestyle. It's not really a sport, but because I could play rugby and I got the freestyle skills, I thought, why not combine it? So one was doing tricks with the rugby ball. One was doing the marathon service. I also broke one doing uh, soul juggles, which is where you're lying down the floor doing tricks with the soles of your feet. Mm -hmm. um, the most 
uh, longest time doing that. And then, how long is that? Because that that seems very uh, difficult. But uh, obviously, you know, it's, is that more endurance and stamina, or just like because you could kind of go forever, right? At some point, is it yeah, you- exactly. It is one of those ones. Like once you get good at it, you can just keep doing it. It feels like you're kind of riding a bike. Once you learn how to ride the bike and you got the basics, it's just about riding it. But the thing with soldiers, it hurts your core. No, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's one of those things that, like, what is it? And how long hours? I mean, a minute. Like, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly the amount of time, but I, I know it's, it's not hours. It's definitely less, it's less than 30 minutes. Oh, but wow. it, it's, it's like, yeah. Once you hit about like five, six minutes, your core starts burning so much. Um, oh, so a good workout too. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. You, that's a, that's another way to get in, another reason to get into the sport, I guess. Yeah. Um, People don't realize uh, it is quite physical as well, especially nowadays. Um, it's getting more and more physical. The sport guys are having to take it super seriously. And uh, yeah, uh, got a lot of guys dedicating their lives to it. So, And, and when you say, when it's five-time world champion football freestyler, when, when was the first year that this has became a official title? And like, how, give me a little bit of an idea how that works. How many people are competing? Do you have to win your your nation to get to the, the final? Can anyone show up and compete in this and, and try to win? So tell me about how that works and where it takes place. Yeah. So, um, usually like typically a freestyle, uh, tournament, uh, like a world championships or national championships. Um, they have a select amount of players. Um, so f- a lot of the time for the world's, they have like the top 32 players will go into the tournament based off the rankings from other tournaments. And the structure of the tournament is uh, you have like qualification rounds and stuff like that. But once you go and once you go through that, it's like straight knockout stages, kind of like in, in the World Cup of football. But um, you're on the stage, circular stage usually, and you're 1v1 against your opponent. You're battling essentially. It's like a freestyle battle. So. Oh, wow. Cool. There's three minutes on the clock. I got the ball for 30 seconds. I pass to you for 30 seconds. Back to me for 30 seconds. So we have three rounds, 30 seconds each. And then the judges decide who wins based on there's a few different factors like technical difficulty, uh, the flow and style of the moves, uh, variation, um, sort of all round performance, uh, creativity. Coming up with new tricks in freestyle is a big deal. And how you combine them with transitions is a big deal. And uh, responding to your opponent as well. Like if he does a double around the world, you might be like, hey, okay. And then you do a triple around the world. You're going to get extra points for the response and like leveling up what they did. And obviously not repeating tricks throughout the competition is a big deal. And um, not dropping the ball. Although we are trying really hard tricks. So drops do happen in competitions a lot because you're pushing the limits. But how much skill, how much skill, how much of a gap is there between yourself and let's say the top two, three guys? Or is it kind of like when you go, you know, like balloon door, right? With, with Ronaldo Messi every year, it's like back and forth for, for a decade or more. You know, is it something where you're looking at a guy and you're like, all right, I'm the favorite. This guy's number two. It's going to be tight. Or are you like, you know, the, Odds. Everyone likes to gamble these days, right? That, that books everywhere. You're from the UK. Are you are you minus one eighty? Are you are you are you are you a you know what, what's your odds to win in a thirty two man competition? Yeah, five in well, a row strong. That's hard. I mean, anything in the world that's competitive. So I mean, that's you know, I mean, like I would I would assume you're a pretty big favorite. Yeah. So for all the competition that I entered, I was definitely the favorite. 
um, after, especially after I won the first world championships. But um, yeah, I became the favorite. But over the years, uh, yeah, it's changed. Sometimes I'd be like the favorite by a long way. Sometimes it'd be like, okay, it's maybe between him and him. And, um, you know, that's the interesting thing as well about subjective sports because it is a subjective sport. Uh, some judges might prefer another style of freestyle over mine. Mm -hmm. That makes upsets happen occasionally and things like that. So I'm usually the favorite, but I definitely don't take that for granted. Um, right. That definitely makes me more hungry because I feel like if you're the favorite, it's even harder to win because – in a subjective sport, they like to see up, upsets. So mm -hmm. I can't leave any room for error. I feel like my chances of losing if the battle's close are like quite high. Right. And, uh, so I, it's my job to make sure that it isn't close. So I need to have that gap, like you were saying. I need to have that gap above everyone else. But nowadays, I'm not competing in freestyle anymore. I retired from the competitive side. But what I'm focusing on is like helping build a community, um, creating competitions and sharing uh, things online, inspiring people that are getting into the sport or even just to be healthy and active and that sort of thing. And I'm pursuing a few other, other things as well on top of that, a few other sports. Uh, oh, wow. So, so that's it. That's your five-time world champion. That's you're not going up from what you like when you won the last year or the year before, when did you stop yeah. that? And, and I mean, what, what, what was the last one you won? Yeah, so I might come back in. Uh, I keep getting asked. To come everyone back. retires, man. Phelps, Jordan, Brady, everyone yeah. does it and comes back. So I'm not, I'm not buying that you're out. You're too young, but okay, fair enough. So you're taking so, a break. So the reason I, I, I retired actually is a couple of things. But so firstly, my goal was to be like outright the best freestyler ever um, and to get five world titles. And at the time when I got it, no one had got more than two. I just wanted to be in my own field like that no one can touch me be the best and get five and the other the other two reasons the next one's not so not such a nice reason but it's kind of politics in the sport you know like i didn't agree with certain ways of how it was going and things like that so you know I, I, yeah i had other stuff going on as well right. so i decided to follow that and then the final one which is an exciting one is I always train, I always liked training martial arts and I always wanted to compete in martial arts and I couldn't when I was competing in a high level of freestyle um, because I just had to focus on that. So I was like, once I get five, once I've done, achieved my goals in the sport, I'm going to go and I'm going to compete in uh, mixed martial arts and uh, start training, competing in that. And, and I had a fight in, in that and I'm building up to the next ones now. And uh, that's like a, a big thing that I'm doing. And uh, I think people are excited about that. My audience are excited about that. They're a bit kind of shocked, but I think they're excited about it too. So that's another thing that I'm focused on. And um, of course, I'm still working with the players, still working with some of the best players in the world, still traveling around doing freestyle, still performing. I also manage other freestylers. So uh, I'm very much in the freestyle world still as well. Very cool. I see, I see you juggling here with Neymar. I actually randomly got to do that as well when i was playing poker in vegas that was like a, with the size so, of the so. it, yeah it was fun it's cool but like for uh, my question go ahead yeah i saw that that looked cool that looked cool he's a cool guy i saw i saw that video you were inside the casino right you were like there yeah it was, it was during the world series we played poker it was like a small 
private thing. And one of my very good friends, Andre Akari, is very good friends with him. So I met him a few times and he's literally one of those guys, right? He just immediately makes you feel at home, just fun, light, great energy, really, really great person. But I, I want to ask you about with superstars getting to play. I mean, you've got Mbappe, Ronaldo, Neymar, the biggest names, Messi. I know Beckham, you've done stuff with, I believe, too. Like, so you're with the biggest names, you know, you grow up, these guys are idols, right? In the world, you're playing with them. But like you said, sort of with Sufiani, they kind of idolize you because like they, they do, you know, score goals, assists, amazing players, but like you're doing, you're the best in the world at basically something that's fun for them. So how does that feel when you see Mbappe or Neymar sort of like gasp or like what the, you know, cause that's kind of wild, right? I mean, that, that's like kind of hard to really appreciate that how that actually is and how crazy of a thing that is you know like here, it's, 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 it's like an nba doing some cool dribbles or stuff where you got the, the best just kind of like an awe of you tell me tell me what that's like yeah man i'm so blessed with that like i'm so lucky to be able to share something with those guys who are so elite and um you know world class in 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 football and to be able to share something that they can't do or they haven't seen before with a football, uh, yeah, it's just an honor. Like it's such a pleasure. And most of the guys that I worked with, that are that level, they're they're so nice and they're so humble, and um, they're always asking questions. And at the time, I just kind of treat them like just just normal human beings and yeah. just having an exchange of skills. And um, you know, I learned a lot from those guys too. Um, who, who is the best to date out of all these guys that are who, – who are some that are just like – you're like, wow, because obviously we've seen tricks. Ronaldo, Neymar, they're kind of fun on the ball, right? Do a little more flashy stuff where they have at points in their career. But who is just kind of like, wow, you're like, wow, this guy's like naturally just like super, super sick. Like who stands out out of all those superstars and freestyle ability? Yeah, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's got some great skills because he can do a lot of step over stuff. Like back when he played – United the first time he was very very skillful um then uh and he's got a bit of freestyle skills um Neymar has a lot as well Neymar's got that Brazilian spirit he's he's got the skills as well um Ronaldinho I mean he's known he's also got some pretty insane stuff too right have you done anything with him or I haven't I've never done anything with Ronaldinho and I would say that's like probably the one Big one left. I would say now there's a few other guys coming through, like Holland and guys like that that I haven't worked with. But, but yeah, Ronaldinho, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of the OG sort of skills guys from football, yeah. like legends. So definitely him. Um, and then some other unexpected guys like Cafu's very skillful. Um, well, maybe people would expect that, I guess. Brazilian, and he he, he shows some skills before. But yeah, Cafu. Um, Christian Fuchs, who who captained Austria when uh, captained Austria, but he uh, captained Leicester City when they won the Premier League. Yeah, uh, five thousand to one. That was pretty pretty crazy. That was a decent decent place in sports history. That's for sure. And him being a defender, but he's uh, he's so skillful. I mean, um, I we're very good friends, and I traveled a lot with him. Spent a lot of time at his place in New York. Uh, good friends with him, and and spent time with him and his family, and. Uh, seeing him do skills as well and progress on that. He, he's he got a lot of skills. And, um, yeah, man, they, there's there's so many guys. I, I'm really blessed to be able to work with them, share my skills. And I think that helps break down the barriers of, like, a lot of these freestylers now, they, they're getting big on social media, so they're working with football players 
But when they work with the football players, what happens is they are so starstruck by them. They don't like take anything in, you know, they don't, they don't take it in properly. They, they don't communicate that well with them. And yeah. it's like they have a disconnect but with me. It's like, I'm just super chilled to be there and be with them because I don't know. I just feel like we have an exchange and that breaks down the barriers. So it's just like, it's not really like, uh, I don't feel like starstruck uh, except for when I met Beckham. Like I felt like pretty, pretty <laughs> Have you thought, is there, is there any sort of, um, is it moving forward towards some partnerships with like specific clubs or, you know, like uh, academies? Like, is this, can you, can you explain the industry a bit right now? Like how, how popular, how fast growing you hear pickleball in the U S right. Fastest growing sport in America. Then there's flag football. It's like a, you know, it's different sort of touch than what, you know, it's just different, but it's, it's in the same genre. Is there a league? Is there, is there stuff developing? Is there teams? Is there. Like, could you give me a little yeah. bit of a a, a a big picture on on what's happening with freestyle football? Yeah, so freestyle is a, in a really interesting point because a really interesting stage now because there's a lot of freestylers that are getting massive on social media. So people are seeing freestyle. They don't really know what it is. They don't know if it's like a sport, an entertainment, both. Right. Or just like flashy skills. So like people know, more people know me for, for my skills and videos online than me winning world championships and watching me win world championships. So the entertainment side of freestyle is at an all-time high and it's just growing so fast. But the sports side of freestyle in terms of the competitions and the visibility of that, it's, it hasn't progressed. The level of skill has progressed massively, but the structure, the, the money that people are getting paid to compete like you said, leagues and stuff that hasn't really progressed. It's just kind of going around in circles. Like they create one event, it's got a load of hype. They say there's going to be five more events next year. There's only one or two and they're kind of half-arsed. So what we really want is that there's partners that partner with the sport. The sport develops massively. And and to be honest, I, I was a big advocate of that. We need bigger prize money. We need uh like a better system of judging and organization because this sport can be massive everyone loves it you wouldn't get these views online if people didn't like it and it's that link to football so closely that it could be so big it's very entertaining and the competitions are so awesome to watch like when people go to it they all come back like that was the coolest thing i've ever seen but the brands that are associated with it and the federation itself they they don't see big enough and what I was always pushing for, especially as a world champion, like ambassador of sport, was we need to get this bigger. We need to make this big. And uh, they didn't deliver. And I kept pushing for long enough. And I was like, guys, I, I can only push for so long whilst competing. I'm yeah. pushing for this and I'm training at the same time. So I left and uh, I pursued my other things. And uh, it, it seems to me similar, like where it, I would imagine, I don't know the prize. What's like, give me a first prize for the, the world champion stuff. Cause I would imagine it's not about for, for you, obviously you're, you're dealing with the biggest stars in the world. You're getting campaigns from agencies and what, so it's sort of like profile building. It's not like a cr- crazy grand prize. Like, is it listed as a public, what first prize is, or is it more of a notoriety thing than the money in that, that capacity that sort of leverages and builds your brand? Yeah, it's more of a notoriety thing, but the reality of it is it's like you have to do it yourself. You have to build your own yeah. social media following yourself. Having a world title and stuff can help and can give you something to market, I guess. 
but um you know you don't need a world title to be successful in the sport and you, you just need to have entertaining videos now and right. be viral and and that sort of thing so um yeah I, yeah I, I the content side is so fascinating with what's happening like the are you familiar with hashtag united yeah so like this this club here you know basically is built like they're building profiles all their players they have the the men's the women's team and it's like they're getting huge views and making like a story and whatnot. What what are your thoughts about sort of taking like this sort of this sort of model to to build and become a club? Because I mean, I guess in theory they could become in in UK right. You go up the ranks, Division Five, Four, all the way up the Championship. You know, do you think this is a sustainable and a, and a like what what are your thoughts on kind of this type of model of building a team and becoming like a content sort of uh, powerhouse? Yeah, I love it. I think it's really interesting. And if it's something's interesting, people are going to eat it up, you know, they're going to they're going to enjoy it because yeah, that's all it needs to be. Interesting and they're consistent with it. They're following it through and they're doing a good job. Then they're they they've got a big vision with it. And just having that vision even if they deliver on it or not, they're, they're pursuing it and it's about that journey isn't it it's not about the end destination so i i definitely think it's a, it's a good thing i think it's a great thing and you know i, I know spencer personally and I, I like his visions with 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 these things and i know he's uh he's pushing hard with that so yeah definitely all, all the best of luck to to those guys and um yeah, I'm sure it'll go well. One thing I was thinking with with the the freestyle thing to compare it to, so people can maybe understand of of the situation where the sports at, is kind of like if you know skateboarding, like the the X Games and mm -hmm. and top ball, like freestyles in the position in terms of the sport anyway is where skateboarding was before Tony Hawk's did Tony Hawk did the 900 in the X Games and and the game PlayStation games came out and it kind of blew up the sport and and made it insane and the competition prize money went like through the roof and everything just went nuts every yeah. kid wanted to be like tony hawk you know so it, like that's what needs to happen for freestyle football and the people in charge the the bosses at the top of the sport pulling the strings they're just then they're not doing a good enough job so is know. that would you and you said you're sort of segue moving is that something would you like to if there was an official you know like a fifa there's like a board or a, a brand a, a yeah there official, is that, but is that is that something you want to be a part of like where you're managing or on the board or making decisions is that you said is that passion for you is that something you'd like to do or do you just feel like it's not quite the time you're still doing what you're doing and then maybe coming to that later as it grows I like all the guys so much that are involved in that. We've been all good friends for years. Obviously, I grew up competing and uh, give my life to to the sport and, and many, many years of, of dedication. So I got nothing but respect for those guys. But I have been offered to be a part of that. And mm -hmm. they've offered me a role within that. And I, I declined it because I don't think that they've got the vision. And I don't think that I will have a role that will be able to change enough. So... For me personally, if I do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe build my own build my own thing, and that's a big commitment. And I, like I'm I'm an athlete still in in other ways. Of obviously I'm doing the content side, but I'm competing in the martial arts as well. So right now I'm focusing on that. I know it's a little bit selfish maybe to just focus on that and not focus on the sport of freestyle. But until I have a clear vision of how I can make that uh, the sport blow up. I'm going to keep pursuing what I'm pursuing. And um, I'm always thinking about it, though. Always thinking about 
what it was like for me when I when I won world championships and I was promised the world, but they didn't give it to me, you know. So yeah. yeah. I, I gotta put you in touch with my buddy Patrick Leonard. I don't know if you play any poker or aware of anyone playing poker, but he's sort of segued and he's got a, a team called Newcastle Independent, basically building a team from scratch and come up the ranks. They also do some content stuff and very motivated. I, I wanna put put you guys in touch. I think you'd you'd hit it off. Is is that something have you ever thought about playing in a league like coming, you know, like playing on a Sunday league or a division, where do you think you would fall, fit in, like in your peak shape now after you've started winning? You know, now you said you're doing different stuff, right? Let's say two, three years ago or as you've rehabilitated, where do you think you could fit in? Like, are you, do you have a ability to play soccer at, at a high level at this point? Because it doesn't translate, of course, and you've just focused on skills. So, it's, you know, you're not conditioned for games. But what position would you play? And do you think where would you fall right now? What league could you just pop into with like a couple months training right now do you think oh i, I don't know it'd be hard to say but um you know i definitely couldn't play at the top level right now no way um my mindset is that if i pursue anything and i want to do it like i'm going to be the best at it that's my mindset so you know for me with football like when i was a kid i wanted to be the best football player in the world i wanted to play for england i want to play for united alongside like the best players right. like that was my that was my goal when I was a kid, and then I started playing rugby and, and moved on to the freestyle. And as soon as I when I started playing rugby, I wanted to play for England. I wanted to be one of the best players. When I played did freestyle, it was the same with that. And now my mindset, I'm I'm crazy. I know, like it sounds crazy, but <laughs> nice. when I do martial arts, I want to be the best. So even when I'm I'm doing martial arts, sometimes I train with some guys in the UFC, and they submit me or they they you know they're they're beating me up, and and I, and I'm thinking, my mindset is like why has this happened? Like, I, I need to get better than these guys. I, I can't, I, I'm angry at that. But then I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, th this guy, like one of my friends, Marvin Vittori is, is like top four in the world for middleweight in, in MMA. And I'm training with him and, and he's like, you know, destroying me, of course. And I'm like, oh, come on, I should be beating this guy. Like, even though I shouldn't, I, sh I shouldn't even be contending or competing. Like, I'm doing well to even, right. Uh, no, yeah, it doesn't go like full blast, but you know, <laughs> make it to that. Um, yeah, the, that's uh, for sure. Mindset, so. and, and I know you do have to run. I have, I have so many questions I want to ask you, but I, I know you're on a tight schedule. I, I did want to ask who is who do you support? I think you're from southwest of England. So who's who's your club team? Who's your team? Who's your main team? The nearest club there is Plymouth Argyle, but I would say for me, like I'm pretty pretty much neutral. I'd I'd say like. Probably see Chelsea. Too. I see you wearing some Chelsea jerseys in 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 your videos. Is that? Well, now I live in London. I live near Chelsea, so uh, I live kind of halfway between the training ground and the stadium. So yeah, I like working. Like I like doing stuff with the, the Chelsea team. I like. I definitely support them in most of their games. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm enjoying. I just enjoy watching good players play. Like I'm really enjoying watching Erling Haaland play this season. Like just smashing in all the goals. Like it's so sick to see, um, you know, that next sort of evolution of of the game. Even Mbappe coming through, guys like Phil Foden are are, are doing well for England, and and obviously yeah, he plays for City as well, right? But like Mason Mount, guys like this. So yeah, I'm, I just enjoy good football and, and watching good players. So I'm not really like a glory supporter, but I'm like more a glory like a yeah. Watching great players develop and, and sort of push the game to, to new levels. That World Cup was incredible. I don't know. If, I mean, that was obviously a disappointing for England, but pretty sick games. And and, and that final seemed scripted. 
didn't even seem like real life. That was probably the sickest game of all time. Of it. It's just, it's crazy. Weirdest just, game of football ever, man. Like the first 60 minutes, I was like falling asleep. I was like, oh, I'm so glad. I, cause I, I, you know, I had an opportunity to go out there for it. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't go for the final. After the 60 minutes, I was like, oh, no, I yeah. should have gone. I, I missed victory. Too, too too crazy too crazy but yeah listen i uh, i really do appreciate the time i like i said i know you got a lot going on and hopefully we'll have you on again in the future and more titles more business and you know i i got I, I get it. it's fascinating to me it's something that i guess as i let you go i do want to ask myself i played soccer through college right i was center midfielder um played you know have some ability american though right american so like we're, we got to we got to you know, it's, you know how it is. It's different. It, it is different. It matters. It matters. Listen, respect, but we're not quite there. How hard would it be? You know, I'm 36 years old to sort of, if I was like, if I, I feel like you were to kind of help train me or someone to help train me and, and do it. Like, is it about the effort and the, the, the reps? Like how hard is it to, to get to a level of, I like to say like golf, you go from like 120 to like a 90, obviously to get down, right. To shave strokes at the top, it gets like the tricks and the difficulty, but to be able to do some cool step overs and you know, some of the basic stuff that looks cool. How, how much time would that take an effort for someone who has some soccer football ability to, to get to a level of freestyling that's like respectable? At least two, three years. Like, well, yeah, at least maybe, yeah, three, I'd say three years. Yeah. If you, if you take to it very well and you train very hard two two and a half years from having a decent footballing ability to get to an all right level of freestyle, to get to a top pro level freestyle, you're looking at minimum four or five years. Um, well, but are you saying like hours a day, like five days a week or pretty much every day, just spending hours on the ball? Yeah. Yeah. You need like, yeah, I'd say like minimum three hours a day, six days a week, like minimum. Jeez. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Absolutely. Nuts. All right. Well, put that on for a next year's New Year's resolution. That sounds a little more. I got a three and a half year old, another on the way. I don't know if that's going to, if I can carve out three a day, but I, that does seem like a, honestly, it seems so fun and, and just something cool to be able to, to, to be able to play and, and do that kind of stuff at any moment. So yeah, man, I appreciate it. Andrew Henderson. This is podcast number 183. I appreciate your time. And where should people follow you if they got one place to go? Which one? I know we just showed a bunch of different socials. What are you most active on Instagram, TikTok, or a little of everything? Yeah, I'd say a little of everything, mainly Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, even the YouTube. But uh, I'd say Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah, just Andrew Henderson. You guys are gonna find me. Um, I post videos with with uh, all the players that we mentioned, but also like traveling around the world, uh, performing skills, um, doing all that sort of thing as well. And I'm gonna be fighting soon as well, so I'm gonna be boxing. And then I'm going to be fighting in the cage as well. So I'll be posting that stuff. If you want to check that out, it's a bit different, but I'll be doing that too. So that's kind of the kind of content I'll be putting up. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, I appreciate you so much, man. Really a pleasure to talk with you and I wish you continued you. success. This was uh, this was really informative and guys, please give Andrew a follow and be aware that this is uh, yeah, it's a grown sport. It's a growing, growing thing and great to, to have the world champion, the best on the show today. Thank you so much. Now it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure talking to you. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers, my man.